Welcome to another episode of Really Healthy, brought to you by Alpine Plastic Surgery. I'm Scott Mitchell. And I'm Melanie Douglas. And we have a show for you today. Oh my goodness. It is packed. Jam Whoosh. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about my um, approach to keto, kind of my strategy, what's actually happening, uh, a little update on how I'm actually doing. Yeah, people want to know the details about what you're really doing. We're going to do that. And And we're going to talk about the whoosh, but you have to say it, whoosh, the whoosh whoosh effect. The whoosh effect. Have you yes. heard about this? No, I haven't. And okay. I'm fascinated to find out what it it's all about. It is quite fascinating. Yes. Also, uh, eggs. Are they good or bad? Are they good or bad? We're going to answer that. We yes. really are. And sometimes, sometimes weight isn't necessarily an indicator of how you're doing. Right. So check those Other measurements things out. things matter. Okay. So I guess we're going to start with We're me. starting with you. All right. So last week. Yes. I lost five pounds. Great. Yes. Maybe it was the whoosh effect. I don't know. We'll save that for Because I don't know what the whoosh is. Okay. So uh, it could be. Okay. It, maybe. It, it, <laughs> I know there was some whooshing going on. I can, <laughs> I can tell you that. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, like, the strategy for keto. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the questions people are always asking and it, over and over, and it was part of why we did this challenge in the first place, was, what it, what's what's all the rage about why does keto work and and is it is it healthy for you long term and all all these different things and and so as i've gotten into this it's something that i first of all i find very sustainable mm-hmm. but i really tr- have tried to mold it to how i work throughout a day mm-hmm. when we did intermittent fasting i really like that so when i first started with keto i was doing it kind of eating three meals a day throughout the day. And the meal that was actually the hardest was breakfast. And and because uh, when I was inter- when I was intermittent fasting, I wasn't eating until much, later. much later in the day. And so yeah. that time in the morning I wasn't eating. And and so I started where I was eating uh, 40 grams of carbs a day. Right. Mm-hmm. Keep it under 40. And then we had a, uh, a specialist on keto and said, take it down to 20. Right. Which I did. Okay. And it, which and, is and, tough. That's like right, a but, potato, an yeah. apple. Yeah. You're done. And, right. And so I've, I've, I've really, but I've, but I've, I've, I've implemented a different strategy that I actually have found works well for me. Okay. And it's not a potato. I'm super curious. Right, I'm not, it's not a potato. So I went to uh, an, a, a kind of a hybrid of intermittent fasting and so this is what I've been doing, and I've seen the best results from this. I, I eat about 11.30 in the day. Okay. And that works with my schedule. So I'm home. I go work out in the morning. I come home. I, there's stuff I'm always doing. And then I'll eat. Um, I'll eat a meal in the morning. And so the meal typically consists of two eggs. Okay. A piece of bacon. And I either have like feta cheese, like around a quarter cup of feta cheese, or I'll have like a that kind of blended cheese. It just, I kind of, I just kind of mix it back and forth about which which one I want, and then I'll have uh, I'll have a half an uh, avocado. I was I was waiting for that. I'm like, where's the avocado? I know, I know, I know. It's like the Mediterranean. Yeah. And so, and that's what I have. And and I and I will tell you, it sustains me for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And and I'll usually drink a a really large glass of water. 
uh, and I find myself drinking a, a, a lot of water. And I, and I really focus on drinking uh, uh, water throughout the day. And uh, to me, that was, I guess, I would guess it was somewhat shocking um, where it was, in the past for me, getting up and having breakfast was like very important. And even when I was on The Biggest Loser, it was like breakfast was the first thing I did in the morning. And I was doing that when I first started the keto. And I went, I was kind of three meals a day and then I had, I had snacks or whatever in, yeah. in between. So I go to work and, and I'm usually really busy at work. And, but I have, I have kind of safe go-to. So I have, I'll typically have almonds mm-hmm. and I try to, and I'm, I'm ballparking. I'm, I'm not counting actually every single almond. But it's somewhere around a quarter of a cup of almonds mm-hmm. that that I'll try to have, not all at once, but kind of through. Uh, and and sometimes it's more, and sometimes it's a little less. But it's it's within a it's within a range. Yeah. Uh, and I make sure that I have that available all the time when I just feel that you know kind of this. You need a snack. The go-to snack thing. Sometimes whatever. you're not even hungry. Like your mouth just wants. You just want yeah. to eat something. Uh, it, yeah, it's really true. And then I, uh, and then I'll usually have uh, string cheese at some point. So it's either almonds, kind of before I eat the second time, or string cheese. It's kind of a mixture of the two of those things. Okay. And then I'll have dinner. And so what I've been doing is I've been prepping all of my meals on Sunday. So before the week starts, I have so I know. I'm going to have breakfast at home, and then I take a meal with me, and it and it 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 consists of somewhere some form of onions, tomatoes, and and then rice cauliflower. Mm-hmm. Like this whole rice cauliflower thing is a ga- it, it's a game changer for keto. Like it, it gives you that it it's you feel like it's rice, yeah. or you feel like it's a, a you know mashed potatoes, or or a substitute for pasta. And I'll typically have it, there's a I do. It's either some chicken with the a, a form of the yellow curry, yes. which is like I swear it's just you like it. gold. It's just so amazing. Or I'll have some kind of seafood fish, and that's usually usually what. Or, or and then I cook up. Um, I also have like um, boneless, skinless chicken, either thighs or breast, mm-hmm. and I'll and I'll I'll cook like. 10 of them and I'll have that throughout the week. And then here's the thing that I mix in with it and I'll either have it at breakfast or at dinner is berries. And berries for me have been That's your carb. It's the game changer for me. Yeah. They're so good. I agree. And, and I and what I feel like, I feel like I'm having a candy bar. That's what it feels like to me right now. There's there's a little bit of that sweet in there. And and it and it, and I also feel like, you know what I'm, uh, I'm I'm eating normal. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I can do this and sustain this. And so I've been on this. I don't. Know, I want to say a, a couple of weeks. This and and I've You're I've seen the most really dramatic good. changes. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I really like the sound of what you're eating, and that you've combined intermittent fasting with the keto approach. And it sounds like you're doing really well. And I think people will find that really interesting because they always say that when they're like, well, what do I eat on keto? Give me an example. What does a day look like? So that's really good to know.
All right. Uh, I've had something else go on, and I have a feeling that it's... It has to do with the whoosh. The whoosh. And we're going to talk about it when we come back. All right. Welcome back to Really Healthy. Uh, Scott Mitchell, Melanie Douglas here. Uh, First off, we just want to thank all of you for your support. There's so many of you, and uh, we're very committed to this, and and we have a great time, and we we feel like we talk about relevant and important things. And and so thank you so much for for joining us and being a part of us. Okay, I'm dying, Melanie. The whoosh effect. What is the whoosh? We've got to talk about this. So the whoosh effect is all it's it's all the rage right now everybody's talking about it and keto people have been talking about the whoosh for a long time probably five years but science just kind of debunked it so now it's all in the news and everybody's debating and keto people say it's real and the scientists say it's not real so here's what the whoosh effect is the idea is that when you lose weight when you're losing weight your fat cells as they are drained of the fatty tissue in there right that they fill up with water for a period and they get and your body gets squishy and you feel padded and squishy and you kind of feel like you're retaining water and then suddenly randomly one day whoosh all the weight disappears and you lose like five pounds in a day okay that's the whoosh i have totally experienced this i i really have and i'm and i i've wondered about it because i'm like what am I doing wrong? Because right. I know that I'm like, you know, I'm following the instructions, which is very squishy. hard for a man to do if to follow the instructions. Yeah. And I'm and I'm feeling there's something really strange happening here. Yeah. And I want I, I literally went through this like a week ago and I was like, OK, I'm you know, I was really questioning everything. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. I'm like there. I'm I just I literally felt lighter in like so many different, like in my arms and my, yeah. And that, that's where this is really interesting because people would want to pinpoint, you want to find what was that magic thing that happened? What caused this whoosh effect? So basically what's going on is it does happen. So years, I, I've experienced it too. We all know that that, that happens. We'll have these periods where I'm like, wow, how did I lose five pounds? Yeah. That's so cool. What did I do? Um, it's not that your fat cells are filling up with water and then all of a sudden, Oh, the whoosh effect gets even more tricky because sometimes people say to tri- you can trigger the whoosh by eating a cheat meal, which doesn't make any sense to me. So there's kind of all this nonsense out there about so it. So do you think that's true? I don't. No, yeah. I don't think that's true. I, I would think, be afraid to actually cheat. Yes. <laughs> I really would. I was like, ah, <laughs> I can't do that right <laughs> What's now. What's going to happen? Yeah. But, um, no, I think what's happening, and from all the scientific, I've been digging into this because I really want to understand it. But what we really think happens is that it's just your body wants to maintain um, this balance, right? Your body is always shifting hormones, the amount of water you retain, um, the calories, your brain and your gut are always talking to each other. Your body wants to maintain this weight. And when you suddenly change your caloric intake or your exercise, your body tries to compensate. And even things like exercise changes your hormone levels, which your hormones affect how much water you retain and the way you metabolize food. So there's this whole delicate balance, and I think it's just your body trying to maintain, and then it, it, at times it goes, okay, fine, you're gonna maintain this new lifestyle of, of exercise and eating less, let that weight go, let that water retention go. So that's my take on the whoosh effect, but the interesting thing about it is that it's that thing we always talk about, your weight plateaus, 
it goes up and down, and it's kind of something that comes up every week with, with when we check in with you, right? You'll have weeks where you're like, I'm not feeling too good. Last week, you lost five pounds. Was it the whoosh effect, or was it your result, your your new program that you're doing? Yeah, and, and I, I think it's part part of all of that. So when I was on The Biggest Loser, uh, and you're you're just like your whole life is like losing weight, and I would see I would see and it was very regular where my weight loss would be just super consistent boom boom boom, and then and it was like that fourth week, and it happened every single week that I was on the biggest that fourth week was that kind of stall period or your body going wait just to, and and I and I was so dialed into it and so a, 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 you know a, um, aware of it that. I, it became very predictable. Now, how I got out of that, I can't say, uh, but it, but it, but I could feel my body actually going. Wait, I got to recalibrate this. Something's going on. It's it's really interesting. And I find my experience. I think our bodies are fascinating. They are, and they respond to things, and and they respond in in very favorable and very unfavorable ways, depending on on actually how we treat them and how we take care of them. And I, I have, I have witnessed, witnessed both sides of that. And I, I marvel at how, how resilient they are, but how, how receptive and how, how dynamic and amazing our bodies actually are. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that, that is often out there when we talk about fat cells, your fat cells. So this is a common misconception. When you lose weight, you don't lose fat cells. Your fat right. cells don't go away. They're just there, aren't they? They're still there. They're, They're just smaller. They're just sitting there. Yeah. And in fact, most of us as adults, we have this, the, our fat cells are set. So up until about age 20, our body's adding and building new fat cells. And then most of us as adults, like I have, whatever, I have 50 million fat cells and that's what I have. And areas, when you go through periods in life where you gain a, a lot of weight, your body will build new fat cells. And guess what happens? They don't go away. They don't go away. Now you just have more fat cells Ooh. that are ready to fill up or shrink. So when we're losing weight, your fat cells are decreasing in size. And you know, you use a little bit. What's inside the cell, right? Is A little bit is used for energy, triglycerides and fatty acids. But guess what happens? Most of the mass of your fat cell, you breathe out. Like, I just blew out a fat cell. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> you, it Two pounds right there, folks. Way. It doesn't work that way. Look at this but stuff; it's, it's just going. You, you breathe; <laughs> it comes out as carbon dioxide and water. That's what a lot of a fat cell is. Anyway, just interesting because can they don't use, fill up with so water. So they ne- you can never get rid of them. You you can't. They don't. Well, they die. So they will die, just like cells in your body die. Okay. But your body is so smart and so stubborn. Your body rebuilds them. So if let's say I have 50 million fat cells, right? And I go through stress or some of my fat cells die. My body goes, oh, Melanie needs 50 million fat cells. I'm going to make two more. Like my body always wants to keep, that's my fat cell count. So it's about the size of the fat cell, not the quantity. And as long as you're healthy, mm-hmm. as long as you're eating healthy, you're not going to awaken the demons that are inside of you, these fat that, cells. That build new fat cells. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's during periods of extreme or accelerated weight gain when your body builds new really fat build, cells. Yeah. yeah. See, I know, I know every, every time I've lost weight and it's come back, it always comes back as more. Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay, <sighs> Crazy uh, folks, stuff. I know. Um, 
I think this question has been asked a million times, and there have been so many different takes on this about eggs. Yes. Are, Are they, they good? good or bad? Yes. In my career as a dietitian, that answer's changed four times. That's crazy. All right, we're going to find out the absolute definitive answer when we come back. You're just breathing <laughs> off the fat. All right, Melanie. Okay. It's the question in, that in has been news. answered a million times. I know. Are eggs good Are or bad for you? Are eggs good or bad for you? Just let's figure this out. I mean, come on, people. Can't look. We can send a person to the moon. We, we've got all these things figured out. But can we finally figure out are eggs good or bad okay. for you? So look, they're good for you. I'll just I'll just take away. They're, re- so, they're really, really, I know you're eating them every day. They're really, really good for you. They, eggs are nutritious. They're a good source of protein. They're a good source of vitamins and minerals. You've got vitamin A. You've got vitamin D, which is so hard to find in foods. You've got omega-3 fats. And here's a fascinating thing about the egg. I'm going to ask you this question, and I really hope you fail. What kind of fat is in an egg? Saturated fat, monounsaturated fat, or polyunsaturated fat? Which one's highest? (gasps) Why did you get it right? You want to know how I got it right? You read the article. Do you really want to know how I got it right? Yeah, I do. I I just listened to the... Because you, you're a bad liar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, anyways, monounsaturated eggs are uh, the highest fat in eggs is monounsaturated fat. That is heart healthy fat. Right. And the funny thing is, is you just think eggs are so bad for your heart. And you look yeah. at the fatty acid breakdown. You're like, wait, it's good. It's got the good fat. Anyway, so yeah, all right. Well, you really blew that. I'm sorry, me, but okay. Um, I could have just played <laughs> along and got it wrong, right? <laughs> yes, um, but they're so they're really good for you. And the safe, I mean, they do have cholesterol. They have a full day supply of cholesterol. But the whole thing we got wrong about that is that dietary cholesterol does not raise your blood cholesterol levels in your body. What raises your blood cholesterol, which is bad for your heart when that's high, is saturated fat. So we're not really worried about the cholesterol anymore. I still think you can do but too that, much that's of kind of, But don't you think that was what was the whole stigma with eggs, was the yes. whole cholesterol thing? It was the cholesterol Because I, I kind of feel like cholesterol is, I don't know, it's kind of gone away. I mean, when I even went, and my cholesterol is actually good, so I don't know what that means, but... Uh-huh. Um, uh, I, I just, I, I'm trying to understand what is it? Is it just the cholesterol? Is it the fat in eggs? Because everyone's like, well, well, just get rid of the egg yolk and oh, you're yeah. going to be okay. Because we thought it was saturated fat and cholesterol right. that was in the yolk. And the whole egg white thing even, I'm not even worried about that. I mean, I'll use egg whites if I want to beef up the protein. Um, but I just do whole eggs. I don't take out the egg whites ever. But I did, I went through a phase. Yeah, I went through that phase where I was, you know, only making egg white omelets and we went th- through all of that. But eggs are good for you. That's the bottom line. There was one more thing in this article, though, that was so good. And it talked about when you see on the packaging for eggs, you see cage free, right? Right. You see open range or range. Okay. And then there's pasture fed. Right. So which one's the best? Do you well, want a cage free egg? Right, well, Do you want. Well, yeah. yeah, that's what you want. You want cage-free, I know. Free, Everybody right? buys cage-free eggs, yes. but guess what? Cage-free just, just means they're not in a cage, and they're, they're usually still kept in a barn, indoors, in a closed space. So they're not out in the green field in, with cage-free eggs. They're just not in a cage. So that's a little tricky, right? You want eggs So So help me pasture, understand this. Pasture is, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is it because they feel that it's um, 
cruelty to the animals? What what is what is cage free? What, 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 why, why, why do we yeah. care? Is it, a, is it a marketing gimmick? Is it what, 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 yeah, why is it so important? Guess what? Same thing with humans. The eggs, the eggs get to walk around. The chickens get to walk around and use their bodies and increase their circulation and get some sunshine and eat more diverse foods because they can, they can graze throughout the day instead of being in this small space where they don't get to move and only eat when they're fed. So, and that's how human, that's how we should be. We should right. move our bodies. So it's better to to be able to have free range. And they've actually studied eggs from like cage-free eggs and eggs, chickens that are in a pasture. And when they have room to roam and do their thing, their their eggs are healthier. They have more nutrients. Really? Yes. Um, Is it is it feasible to do that? I guess. I mean, I know you're not a chicken farmer or egg farmer, (laughs) but um, I do live on a farm. I know that's the thing. It's not. I mean, I really don't think it's practical that we eat a lot of eggs. And they can't all come from chickens that are roaming organically in a field. So a lot of what we eat is are from chickens that are raised in small spaces. And all I can say is by consumer demand, by demanding like organic pasture-raised eggs, then that's where the shift will go in production because that's what people want to pay for. And, and they're, they are better. Yes. And it's been proven that they actually are better. Yes. Okay. Fascinating. Wow. Yeah. So eggs are good for you. Yeah. I feel I feel much better about that. Oh, but oh, I was going to say, you can do too much of anything. So it doesn't mean you should eat like 10 eggs a day. And the recommendation is still like, you know, an egg a day is fine. If you had a, a three egg omelet or eggs on the weekend, like that's a good pace. You're okay. Yeah. So Rocky drinking 10 eggs raw in a blender. Oh, not a good thing. I have so many issues with that. That's Don't bad. get me started. Okay. Well, that's another, another time, another yes. topic. Yes. Okay, we have um, we actually have a comment yes. from a viewer, uh, Daniel Winberg Borg. This is what I'm trying. Those last ten pounds won't budge, so I'm just going to stop looking at the scale and start lifting more heavier weights and see how I feel. I love that comment. I know Danielle. She comes to my class and we lift weights together. Okay, um, but this is a really good point. So our challenge this week is is basically focused on this comment instead of getting on the scale and focusing on your weight take your measurements measure yourself right around your belly button at the largest point around your hips if you can you could measure your bicep if you want to know but take some measurements of your body because you'll see those changes in your measurements and that's what that's really what this is about is about the size of your body and the density of your body, not really the number on the scale. So take your measurements that this week. That is our challenge to you. All right. And, and I, I appreciate that. I know we've had comments in the past about how come you're not revealing your weight every week. And, and, and that's part of it, that uh, it's about living a healthy lifestyle and it's not just about weight and, and uh, it's about making good choices. And I know we talk about that often, but a, a lot of times this is like rents and, and, Reuse. I mean, it's just it. it there, there literally is wax on, wax off. It's it's repeat over and over. And so, yep. Uh, it's just having a, a a willingness to stick with it long enough. Okay. Uh, well, that ends our program. Please follow us on um, Facebook at the Really Healthy uh, Podcast or on Instagram. Same thing uh, at the Really Healthy Podcast. Also, we'd love to hear your comments and uh, also we've got a lot of fun things on our website at the really healthy show thank you alpine plastic surgery for melanie douglas i'm scott mitchell and we hope you have a really healthy day 
This program does not provide medical advice. The contents of this program are for informational purposes only. The program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this program. Bonneville International does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on the program. Reliance on any information provided on the program is solely at your own risk.